0: It is impossible that you follow the inquiry, or you feel mm, some love or devotion in the heart and you are saying yes to this. It is impossible that your life can be worse. It is impossible. It is impossible that you can be in satsang and some things are not purifying. It is impossible, even without any great effort, just by being in satsang. It's If you are in satsang, it's a, it, of course, you must be becoming more intuitive, less intellectual, more intuitive, but not cursing intellect, but just more intuitive, more sensitive, more sensing. And you can't explain. You are finding it more and more difficult to explain. It is like it is wonderful, wondrous, miraculous how these things are. Like that. You can't explain. One time you used to explain so much, you can't explain. If you can explain, it must be consciousness is happy to say something. Then you can't explain, you keep quiet. Things happening, uh, they're happening. Uh, I would say automatically. They happen automatically. Why automatically? You can't boast about it. It just happens, out of the the intensity or the potency of your own being. Uh, in the days of Ramana Maharshi, also, some miracles happen to people. Mah- Maharshi come heal them. They came, said, "Mashi, thank you so much." Says, "What for?" So you you bring healing to me. My back now is much better. Says, "I don't remember anything like this." So spontaneously, it's happening out of the energy field of that space. Why I'm telling you all these things? Because you are same, but you have to become conscious about it. Is not. To try and uh, engage or initiate or push you into any kind of like Siddik quality, I'm not interested in that. I'm not interested in that. I'm really only interested that you understand your nature, who you are. That you cannot be the thing you're seeing. You cannot be that which you learnt. You cannot be your conditioning. You cannot be your desire. You cannot be any of these things. They are their pictures appearing in the consciousness and the mind. They are appearing in front of you. They are on the screen of consciousness and there is the awareness of them. But I don't want to work on anybody to convince them, because you should already be able to verify inside. It is true. It is true. Thank you for reminding me. It is already true. It is already true. Just somehow, distraction happened, and I keep believing I am the the moving part. I keep believing I am the one who should do or not do but this teaching is really very rare teaching some years ago you would not have teachings like this you would not have it on any internet or anything like this you would only have this teaching when somehow inwardly you're qualified ready to be able to receive them and to <coughs> maybe give up time to find a time to be in the presence of a teacher, and to be dedicated to that discovery. Now, consciousness is doing internet. It's on everything now. You say, OK, everything is open. Everything is open. But I don't know if the proportion of people coming to full understanding has risen because of in, of internet. Maybe just more people know about and talk about, and say, I'm doing this, and self inquiry and, and this is good also. Why is it good? Because consciousness is doing it. But to come to that uh, place where you transcend yourself, what it means to transcend our egoic uh, conditioning, this is what it all come back down to. How much your conditioning can go, Boo! and you go, oh, 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 OK, I don't do something. And you believe in that reaction and then you are going to go you' know, living like a puppy and you' going around crying uh, when you are uh, the lion is it this much uh, because the mind somehow uh, has been uh, developing and been given tremendous authority it's been like the prime minister of your Kingdom we listen to the mind. We listen to oh, my mind, and you think that, you know, that I cannot get enlightenment unless my mind cooperate. Even God invites you to come into bed, and you say, "Can I bring my mind with me?" You say, no, you cannot bring your mind with me. Okay, can I come back later? It's like this. You can't separate what you don't know how what it means to how you want to leave the mind one time i say how if the whole world is holding on to you but you're not holding on to anything this is how you leave something let the whole world let everything that has an arm hold on to you if we're hold, hold on they're pulling you down but you're not holding on to anything you're free you see but if you say, Nobody touch me, nobody come near to me, then you're not free. Let everything come and hold you, but you don't hold anything. Then you're free. Because that's as much as you can do. And that way has been provided for you, you are free. If the mind seems to be making a lot of noise, you shouting ha rah it's scratching, it's biting, burning, you let it happen. Just let it happen. Then nothing is happening to you. Because mind without reaction is nothing at all. The most powerful transcending of mind is when mind becomes insignificant. When the mind becomes insignificant, when its voice, Turn left, stop, it tells you, You are not good enough, ha, 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 ha. and no reaction comes then mine mind has to go somewhere else. No business, no business. <laughs> yeah, mind goes bankrupt, it has to go somewhere else, find somebody else. <laughs> but we imagine that if you don't react to what the mind tells you, you are dead. That's it. This is That's another voice from the mind. <laughs> And you have to test these things out and confirm that they are true or not. It's not enough to believe. Some belief in some people is very great. Sometimes, belief sometimes can be greater than inquiry, if it's true belief. Yeah. True belief means uh, I abandon myself completely to this. I put myself at your feet. You have to become like a, not like. Only a Rumi, you have to become uh, like, a, like, a, like a Nanak, Guru Nanak. You have to say, replace me with you. You have to say, rid me of ego and merge me with you. You have to say, you brought me here, you better take care of me. I don't care nothing about me. Who can say this, this type of prayer? Nobody have to impress God, Oh, I will give you this. You can give God what? Mm. Nothing belongs to you to give. But if you say, OK, I'm right here. And I don't care, you can throw me away forever. But I am going to hold on to your toenails. You're not going anywhere without me.
1: <laughs> this, is, this, is, uh,
0: this is the greatness of the, of the matter. Speak like that. of jani of then they will look and say but everything that is seen requires the seer everything that is perceived requires the perceiving of it who is the I can I itself who can the I itself who says I perceive can it be perceived and you have to sink right there and don't ask another question this type of inquiry, you don't have two, three, four questions now. All your questions boil down to one question. Everything that is perceived from any time frame, any person, it must be some phenomena, some quality. And the perceiver of this quality is where? Where is the location of that? And who are you in that in in, in relation to that location? Are you different or similar? Are you are you Also one of the objects seen or are you the seer of all things? And if you have the feeling I'm the seer of all things, then your position is already qualified. Now you ask the question, can this seer also be seen? Find out. I don't think you need another question after this question. I said before this is a final question. Don't you cannot exchange it for another question. You exchange it for another question, it means you turn back, you're going somewhere else, you're going off course. Everything will bring you to this point. And even if somebody say, I don't trust you, I don't believe anything you say. I say, Yeah. Answer my question. You don't have to trust me or believe me. I am asked this question. Follow this question. I dare you, if you are true. I am not seeking relationship with you. But I give you a question. I feel this question is probably the highest question in the universe, for the one who wants to see. Because I have brought this question now, then some will hate me for this question, and some will love me for this question. But greatest is the one who will take this question. <laughs> some will hate you, because you have now brought everything, So OK, fine, where is your excuse? No. And that part of their mind, the devil part of the mind, which wants to keep you tied onto this body and into this earth only, and he will not let you go. It's the biggest mafia in the existence. He doesn't let go of anybody. You have to break free. No, You know you're saying to the mind, Please, please, let me go. I'll be very good. No, no. he's not going to let you go. You have to break free. One who breaks free is called a Buddha, or Christ, or something like this. Sometimes the beings, they don't want to hear, they don't want to hear. It's not even the beings that don't want to hear. It's their relationship, their false pseudo relationship, formed with the ego, don't want to know this question. It's too powerful a question. They will tell you, Give me 15 steps to freedom. I say, I don't want to give you any step. You step aside. <laughs> Let one who really wants to know, that this one come. So it depends if you are someone who just listen to your mind, and all of us, for a while, we are going to listen to our minds. It is just like that. But for freedom, you have to somehow come to see that the mind came after you, not original. Not original. You are the witness of the mind. The mind is not witnessing you. Mind <coughs> cannot witness you without you knowing. So, you have to judge which is the greater, and you stay as the greater. People have come at different times, and they say, "All I want to know is the truth." Okay, come sit down. We we'll talk a bit about it. And at a certain point, I see they're ready to run. What happened to the truth? Um, yeah, yeah, I, I'm really very dedicated. Really? OK. When you come again, I come maybe next week or something. <laughs> there should not be anything heavy. There is nothing heavy, actually, in anything I have to say. If there is any weight or heaviness in what I have to say, it is coming from your mind. <laughs> My mind has no weight. So if there's anything heavy, it is coming from your own mind. Your mind is putting things on the scale. We were saying light as a feather, as a feather still has a weight. Truth has no weight.
2: Mm, gee. Mm. <clears throat> like this <clears throat> desire to be free. I, I don't know. I, because I found it. Like that behind this, in, in my case, is the it's uh, the wanting to stop the suffering. And I feel it's like. it's uh, selfish, no?
0: Wanting to stop suffering is intelligent, it's not selfish.
2: Because the ego is suffering,
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: and the mind is suffering. The, the ego mind
0: is suffering, and yes. And you're feeling compassion for this ego mind, because only if we identify uh, with uh, with it, then you care about its suffering or whatever it is.
2: Like in my life, the point from which came the desire to be free or to find the true, or, no. or was. It was the suffering
0: uh-huh.
2: of my I don't know.
0: So, in a sense, perhaps sometimes there may be a moment when you should actually thank your suffering if it inspire a search for truth. Or you can curse it because eating chocolates is not helping you to find truth. Sucking lollipop is not helping you to find ice cream. Is not helping you to find truth. All the things the world is running after—beautiful, <coughs> oh, lovely thing—go on holiday, go on this, meet a nice partner. They're not taking you to truth. Having not of money is not taking you to truth. The suffering, in a sense, let's use it like that, has driven your mind, your consciousness, to search for something where there is no suffering. So. To that extent, the consciousness also is using the suffering to find a way out of the kind of life that is a suffering life. So, the intelligence of suffering means that you don't keep on needing suffering. Sometimes people think, I need to suffer to keep on turning towards the Truth. This is foolishness. You turn the Truth to suffer, then keep going with the Truth, and the suffering will fall away. There are so many different roots coming out of that. You can really find out also oh, who, who, who really is suffering, even just. But in a very clean way, this question must come. It must not come with any arrogance, with any cynicism, with any kind of um, you know. Already you make a conclusion, and you're trying to demonstrate your conclusion. No, it must be very clean. You find out who really has suffered, and why suffer. Or you come to a place but even the suffering itself is also observed. And if if you come to the place that the suffering is observed, then it's not suffering anymore. It must be like that. Cannot say the suffering is observed, it's to keep on happening. And to whom is it happening? You see, this is the, the the power of the of the inquiry. That something just keeps on burning away because in a sense, it is as though you hit the mind with, a, with an insight, an in and it tries to reform another kind of structure. And then again you look and you say, But that's only another kind of structure, it's not true. And it, it just keeps on exhausting it. It just keeps on exhausting it. While we are here on this land, you know, our satsang is taking a kind of a physicality to it also. 'Cause you know we've been talking about, you know, uprooting the brambles and all of that because we came here, many things were covered in brambles. You cannot see it. the trees were suffocating with this the bramble is suffocating them. So we had to do hard work to cut the bramble out. Then the trees begin to respond because they're feeling more space, more light, more air, more freshness is reaching them. Then the brambles start coming up again. And you know we have to keep on taking it out. It keeps coming and can't take it out until eventually it's frustrated. It cannot go anymore. It's finished. We haven't reached that stage yet. You see? <laughs> so, yeah. it's like that. It's coming like this, and uh, sometimes we think will it ever stop? When Sri Bhagwan was asked this question, you know. Uh, how uh, you know? You ask. You know. I mean. You know. Who is you know? Who is doing these things? You know. You know. Who am I? Who am I? How long should I? How long should I inquire for? How long should I keep on pulling up brambles? How long should I inquire for? <laughs> he says, inquire until there's no one left to inquire. Pull up brambles until no more bramble is coming. <laughs> Isn't it a <laughs> practical thing? It has, but it has a spiritual it's a metaphor for so many things we are living actually in so much metaphors here
1: mm-hmm.
0: is These things are coming up and then you know like this and every day it, it it's the same earth but the, the the light is changing the landscape is changing the weather is changing the feelings is changing subtleties are there but something is consistent something is consistent is that consistency outside or inside so almost automatically, as you bring your wisdom internally, you bring your insight into you contemplate more. you find that there is an affinity between the inner contemplation and the outer living is also there there's a synchronicity in it. You're finding it by yourself, you do. In fact, this was what Jesus was doing. He was teaching the people. Because their minds are a bit lazy for direct truth, so he told the truth in a lot of times, true stories, because everybody loves a story, you see. Even the mind likes loves a story, you see. <laughs> so he used the same mind to tell a story to get beyond the mind itself, no? Because the consciousness loves a story, then he told all these parables so that they could get it. Because sometimes, if uh, when you tell a story, you're not trying, you just listen and it just sinks inside. Sometimes when we are looking consciously at some something, it feels like you're doing hard work, and then your mind says, "Ah, oh, you know, you're never going to get it. It's too hard," and so on, and you're easily thrown off like this. Mm. So he found easy way, and then uh, uh, some ones were coming, and uh, there were also Papa Sometimes the people come, and he was laughing, laughing. <laughs> you know, and now it's not a planned laughter; it just come out. He's laughing, 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 and everybody starts to laugh, and then everybody's laughing. And when you laugh, you can't think. You know, it's like your mind becomes completely empty. You're laughing, everybody's laughing. And the mind says, "Okay, what are you laughing about? And, you know, I don't understand. I don't understand. Because just coming up with something like you. What is there to understand about laughter? You know, well, there must be a there must be a point, you know, or something. So it's always something is there <laughs> fighting.
1: <laughs>
0: that's why this whole thing about laughing Buddha came. Out. Just laughing, just laughing. Uh, one great saint of India, Lord Chaitanya, used to sing Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, 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 Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, 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 Rama Hare Hare. That's all he did, Chaitanya. There's no teachings of Chaitanya. <laughs> Only the teachings of Chaitanya Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, 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 Hare Hare, Hare, Rama, Hare, Rama, Hare Rama, Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. This is his thing. That's all he did. And he's well known, you know, like he used to go a place, everybody starts singing laughing and they forget everything. <laughs> but the consciousness is showing so many ways. So many mirrors back to the self. Whichever one suits you. Something something very direct. Sometimes somebody go to Master how many questions. Master I have fifteen questions. The first one is boom. Uh, and the second question, nothing gone <laughs> completely. <laughs> Throw away all the questions. It's finished, <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> I want to remind the people that the self also is fun. Don't be so heavy. Forget about it. Don't take yourself so seriously. Don't. You know, questions are okay.
1: <laughs> they are
0: OK. Very few times you get a really good question. You want a good answer? Ask a good question. What's a good question? I don't know. <laughs> when I hear one and something respond, then that is how it will be. I don't know what a good question is. <laughs> it's true. Somebody asked me, um, Why do you say that you don't have any teaching?" And I say, Well, because I can't remember what I say.
1: <laughs> and then
0: they ask you, then You know, um, <laughs> what, so what do you tell your followers or your disciples? And I say, I tell them, Forget about everything.
1: <laughs>
0: and uh, she asks, Then, you know, it's not a very appealing thing for our mind. I said, But it's the, it's the most direct thing. It is the most direct, but not not won't be appealing for everybody, so then you have to teach some other things. That's what happens. In, in, in the Bhagavad Gita, the same thing happened. Uh, then also Lord Krishna spoke to Arjuna. He spoke the Truth in a few sentences, but Arjuna didn't understand. So he had to go and speak all kind of things to meet Arjuna's mind. But thankfully through this conversation, because Arjuna was not wise enough, we have Bhagavad-gita. If, if Arjuna was a very wise man, no Bhagavad-gita. <laughs> so, <laughs> we have to thank all of that. <laughs> the final thing is that you come to a place where your consciousness is not carrying any concepts. It's not wearing any concepts. It is not holding on to any posture or any position. It is completely like space. And yet, out of that space, uh, everything is arising spontaneously. This whole universe and all the beings, with all their thinking and everything that like is this, is just suspended in that space, dancing in that space, arising in that space, playing in that space, dissolving again in that space. what an amazing thing that we are finding out that yourself and that space are not different but as long as we have this um, congealed kind of identity it's very difficult to understand these things completely because this identity stubborn as it is will keep on spewing up new you know new patterns um, new ideas new, New, new agendas and uh, something inside is afraid to part from this identity because the feeling of the loss of identity as a feeling like it is uh, obliteration, meaning that it feels like it is uh, self-destruction. And so the beingness had to be hypnotised in order to be fall under the effect of the egoic mind. This is the existence. This is the Maya show. And the whole point that it is waking up through satsang, to be reminded, but, but don't you remember that you are looking at this thing? How it can be you? Mm-hmm. And then it falls asleep again and starts to believe, but I am this thing. And then the Truth feels like some distant idea, like something abstract, something far away. And then the grace, uh, Guru Grace push again into the place of the undivided space, and again, we are in our natural unicity. and then there is no place for practice in your in seeing. There is no who is practicing to reach where. You see the full foolishness of the mind. But in a short time, again, you dip your head into that, into that, into that. Crystal ball of the mind again, and go to sleep. Something pulls you out. (gasps) Oh, what was that? And again, you're in your unified field. And then something goes, plush, and there you're gone. You become many again, a rainbow consciousness. Mm. It is like that. Sometimes the mind says, You've got to be good. You've got to be nice. You've got to be strong. Oh, you must meditate non-stop every day. (laughs) You must do your mantra three and a half thousand times a day. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Watch your breath. Watch your breath. (laughs) Count your pulse. Count the pulse. One, two, three, four. Watch the tip of your
1: nose.
0: (laughs) Is it? Yeah. And so, somehow the mind likes these things. Where where are we trying to get to? Uh, Enlightenment. (laughs) And In one moment you see, but these are ideas. Then you see these are ideas, and then you start to feel, ah, I got it, I am, I am, I am free, I am free, and then you see that that's also just also coming from mind also.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Just keep seeing, and seeing, and seeing, and then you are not seeing. You forget about you. Forgetting about you is not something you are going to do. Mm. Forgetting about yourself is not something you are going to do. It just happens. Maybe this thing, what we call enlightenment, is too easy. It's too easy. And we are attracted to complicatedness. It's too easy. It's too natural. It's too much just natural. (laughs) We don't like what's natural. We want gymnastics. We want certificate. If uh, If you want to be a champion, you can't be free. You can be champion ego, but you cannot be champion Self.